This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido Fresno. Awesome. Here we are. Hey, what episode is this? 149, I believe. So 156, right? We'll be three years at 156. Yes. That's so, very yeah, soon. We're like seven episodes away, seven weeks away, folks. Three-year anniversary. I, we, so, you know, 2020 has been a write-off, pretty much. Yeah. And I feel <laughs> 2020 that... 2020 has been the I year that we that, delete later. No, I feel that right now because I really do feel like, didn't we just do, like, have a big thing where we were like, a year? It's been 52 episodes or whatever. Yeah. But that was like 52 plus, like, that was... I know. Well, we, so we started this. Ooh. I think it was like a December, November, or whatever. And I remember it being like cold, and you know, I was being like, "Hey, let's start a part podcast." And like, right. I'm so like, it doesn't feel like it's that close because it's it's October here, and it's, and it's still, still ninety summer. something degrees. Yeah, it was hundred yeah. degrees yesterday. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful outside. It's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful for June. <laughs> fires burning everything. Well, that's true. <laughs> really is like we're in Hades, quite honestly. <laughs> it's hot and smoky and. Yeah. Um, horrible. Yeah, I mean, no, it's fine. It's it's fine. This is fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. As right. California burns in the back door. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm, this is great. I just in my mind that we've been doing this for so long, and I know. You know, one forty nine. That's a lot. Yeah. Are we uh, losing uh, listeners every episode? No. It's it's honestly just kind of like it. it uh, like last year, we had like a little boom. And then it just kind of leveled it's out, plateaued. and it's been yeah, it's been about the same for, for so a while. Tell now. your friends, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> tell, Give us uh, our second wind. Yeah. <laughs> or we just got to come up with some kind of crazy, like some episode that's just so outrageous that it just is like it just goes by. Yeah. It blows we, your mind. Just because right. everyone will be just like, say so I much can't believe shit. they said that. Yeah. I don't know what that would be. I, yeah. If we haven't said it already, um, yeah. we're... Yeah, I feel like at some point or another we've offended most yeah. people in the Aikido yeah. community, but I think I've honestly said all the offensive things I want to say. That you want to, you're like I've got. I can think of offensive things. I, just, <laughs> right. I, just, I don't, I'm not, I don't need to say that. that right. That's right. fine. I, I mean, this is disgust. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna have yeah. a little disgust yeah. in yeah. there. Yeah. We definitely disgust. The yeah. play on words. So uh, if you're listening for the first time and you haven't figured out that play on words yet, <laughs> there it is, guys. There it is. All right. Chris has had an idea, something you wanted to kind of uh, throw around. I think it was, uh, we thought it was a good one, so I'll we, let you We've been of... talking about this a lot lately. The three of us have been talking about this a lot lately, and we, we really don't have like a – there's not a concise way to say it. But, but in essence, it's basically this, that like the art of Aikido at the advanced stages really isn't that different than at the beginning stages in the sense of how we deliver and train material currently yeah currently and so basically you know the kinds of lessons you get as a new person are the same lessons you'll get as a medium skill and as a skilled and as an advanced skilled person because basically we just have the same format where we just talk intellectually about the material and then practice these set forms and so because we do that we're never gonna grow any further and so um josh the other day was talking about this and and i remember going through this phase years ago and michael Vera and i both just being pissed about it that like whenever we went to aikido seminars 
the seminar was the same thing we would get in a regular class, you know, and, and, and we had a good teacher. So it was like, you know, I could see if, you know, your teacher was like a first cue or something. And so he didn't really have that great of a grasp of Aikido. And so you go see like a, a high ranked teacher and it's like, oh, they show you some new things that you've never seen before. But our teacher was really good. And so we'd go see seminars from other people. And it's not that they wouldn't talk about something in a slightly different light that would be somewhat eye opening, but it's like we practice the same shit we right. practice in every class. So, it was the same thing, just a slightly different Exactly flavor. right, exactly right. Um, and so that's really disturbing. And then then Maya has lately been saying that, like, well, mostly what she wants to do now is just Rondor. Right. You know, like, she doesn't really want to sit do, in a class. Just the thing. Right, yeah, yeah. Just do, actually right. do what it is we're and, trying to train. That, it's not that I want to just do super hard, like, the only thing that I want to do is the most physically stressful thing ever. It's just that I want to do, like, like training I just want to train. Like I was saying to Chris, like no offense, Chris. Like I, I have learned a lot from your instruction, but what I want to spend my hour on is not, you know, thirty percent or you know fifty percent listening to you talk and you know fifty percent training. I just want the training. Right. Like, I just and spend and that it's whole not hour. even just that; it's the kind of right. training that's you want exactly too. Right. Like you yeah. want it to be in a free form live right. situation. Yes. Yeah. So I, I'm watching a video of uh, a seminar. I don't even know who it was, and it's not really important. I've wa- and I've I've watched several, and they kind of play out uh, in the same way. Um, and as I'm watching the seminar, and I'm watching this guy demonstrate, you know, some technique or whatever, um, or ver- various sets of techniques, and and doing the thing, um, and all of these other uh, high-ranking people, black belts, you know, they all had hakama or whatever. I'm thinking, like, man. It looked silly to me because it's like, well, what what really are they doing? Because once you get to a certain level, once you're at like a black belt level and you understand um, essentially how things are playing out and, and the types of techniques um, that, that are going to happen, you can do technique collection, right? Like collecting right. new little bits, right? Uh, but everything else is sort of done. So there has to be something else. So to me, it's like if I'm going to go to a seminar, I don't want – that like I don't want technique collection I want to be moving I want to be feeling this stuff and if we're talking about a a, a especially as a black if I am learning from another black belt who I think has more uh should have more knowledge than me especially like a high ranking uh uh-huh, you know I'm, I want I we should be expecting something more than just like the same I I literally can can tell as the uh, seminar progresses and they start talking about things, even some of the videos aren't in English, and it doesn't matter because I know exactly what they're saying and I know exactly the things that they're pointing out because I've heard it before because we've all been through it before. So it's like in a lot of ways it just feels like rehashing. And it's like shouldn't we just set all that aside and go like, okay, we all know how to do that. Warm up. Let's warm up doing our forms. And then just open it up and let us actually do the thing. So, you know, it's like uh, if, you know, so say you're into boxing, right? And you watch like uh, Freddie Roach, like uh, uh, teach a, a boxer. He doesn't spend his time showing a boxer how to hit the bag. He doesn't spend his time telling a boxer how to deliver a jab. What he does is he watches what the boxer does and then he personally fixes the problems that the boxer has right so he he starts coaching him and like well you don't you're not good at looking at this thing or doing that thing or you know whatever whatever the skill sets are and so in aikido 
there is a little bit of that that goes on, but everything is geared towards a prescribed technique. And so it it's always limited by the most ideal version of that form, you know? And so like, if you look at like Plato talking about forms, he's like, well, you'll never achieve that perfect form. So in essence, we could train forever doing right. that. Right. But also there's very little to be gained anymore, you know? And, and, and to me, it's different than like classical piano technique or something where someone actually plays a fucking song. Right, right. And so in, in Aikido, because we don't have this live practice, then it's like, well, what are, what are we right. working towards? And especially because, um, and correct me if I am wrong, but um, there's, nothing, there's, nothing, there's nothing new that is going to come of the, what we're doing, the way that we're doing things now. No, there's nothing if we continue doing forms like everyone knows every possible I mean not everyone knows every possible but if you take the combined knowledge of everyone out there every single technique has been done yes you can find it you can see it put it like so that's not where the groundbreaking is happening anymore right. So we need to move. We should be pushing towards something else. And where is that something else? Well, it's in the Aiki yes. part of. Right. It's funny because I think if someone was listening to what you were saying like a, a couple minutes ago when you were saying, I feel like everybody, you know, I feel like I've seen all these things that are being taught in these seminars. It's It, it might sound to someone on the outside like you're saying you know everything or something. But I don't right. think that that's not at all what you're saying. No. You're saying I feel like all this ground has been tread before and I can tread this ground on my own as yes. I am a black belt. I should be able to, um, reach these discoveries or, or understand these general concepts on my own and, 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 and fix that in myself right. on, in my own practice. I don't know when I started working, um, at a job, a couple jobs back, um, it was mostly computer work. It's more than detail that needs to be given here. Um, but basically, <laughs> They, they wanted me to shadow for like a whole week. And that week was the longest week of my life because I wasn't actually getting to do the job. I was just standing behind my coworkers, making calls, watching them make calls, listening to them make calls, and listening to them do this stuff on the computer. And it was the most boring fucking thing. And I took notes and I, I, you know, I tried to glean as much as I could from watching them. But I think after like day two, I had taken all the notes on like the step-by-step right. -step that they had right. done, the kind of questions they had asked on the phone. Like I had, I'd gathered all the information that I possibly could from watching them. And I was like, please just let me jump on that computer and, and fuck up. You know, because right, right. I knew that it wasn't it, it wasn't that I was going to do it perfectly as soon as I got on. Like I had my notes, but, it, you know, I was going to make mistakes, but I just wanted to get my hands in. And I feel like that's kind of how I'm feeling about Aikido is like that's where I want to be now is like I have my notes. I have, you know, all the I've internalized all those notes that have always been given to me over time. But it's like now let's just let's get in there and do some live stuff and see what the fuck happens and make mistakes. Right. Well, you I'm know. I think we we've talked about this before, but that idea of like the black belt is really just the beginning, and I and I and maybe that's part of the problem is we don't see it that way, but it really is. So it's like if you get to the black belt level and you've hashed out all of this other stuff, then it's like okay, now we have to start do using that stuff, right? And that's not what we do. We get to the black belt level and we go, well, I need to add more stuff, yeah, or I need to refine more stuff, and it's like no, yes those things are important but the once you have that now it's like okay 
now I have that, what can I do with it? Right. Yeah. And I think like, you know, like, so when I made my exodus of Aikido, you know, um, years back, I did it because I wasn't being pushed in Aikido anymore. And getting in that fight really helped me go like, oh, well, I can't do Aikido. So how come I can't do Aikido? And, and I had to go learn other stuff and get other stuff. And then that put me on a track that I could work on for a long time, you know. But so I think we lose a lot of like shining stars in Aikido, like people who are good because they figure it out real quick. And then they're like, well, now what do I do? Right. What and, do you do with it? And so you do one of two things. I think either A, you leave, or B, you make your practice about something else. And this is a, a problem I have with Aikido stuff. Is either it becomes about the politics. You know, you see all these people politicking and, like, trying to hobnob at all these seminars and increase their status and gain a million ranks or whatever they're doing. Or they, like, they like try to use the Aikido to do something else, like some other side project, right? So, like, I teach government whatever, like, to dudes or whatever yeah, weird yeah. stuff people do, you know, like I have a uh, consciousness a moving practice, right? Yeah. I'm a mediator. Yeah, I'm you a, got it. Yeah. You got it, right? Speaker, so, yeah. yeah. So tons yes. of that stuff. Um, and so it's like uh, the art of Aikido really stops growing because of that problem we have. And so everyone's either kind of does politicking something else or they leave. Yeah. And it sucks. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of reasons why that is and we were talking me and Maya were talking about one you know it's like a, as it becomes higher level it also become it, it becomes more difficult to train at a higher level mm -hmm. and so you have to have people who are able to train at that level first of all like knowledge base wise um and then who are physically capable of doing that thing and that's not always it's hard. An, an easy thing to come by and so you kind of get you know it it can get sidetracked and then you just end up but to me it's like a, the kind of seminars that i have seen uh and and watched and been to awesome pre black belt you yeah. know i think it's yeah. great i think you would could pick up so many uh like wonderful pieces of information about how the the techniques work and all that stuff cool po once you're a black belt i mean it just i watch it and i and i feel bad but i'm just like this is like this is silly it, it really it seemed almost silly to me and i feel bad like saying that about someone who obviously you know does this for a living and probably feels um as passionate about what they're doing as i do but because it's just like ugh, cool but i i don't want to do that right right you know it's uh, uh i think this is part of this reason is because of the way uh aikido grew up here um in japan it's just in japan but but here like the way it grew up is is there were a lot of people who knew something about aikido who had groups who didn't have a whole lot of ability in aikido mm -hmm. you know and this is kind of true also of um uh of europe if you look at um uh, any of the stuff going on in Europe is kind of the same kind of thing where it's like you might get one or two Aikido teachers who really know a lot about Aikido, you know, like Sandan or above kind of people who know a lot about and Aikido. And maybe traveled to Japan or right, had right, someone exactly right, come exactly right. over. Yeah. But, but uh, mostly what the Aikido groups were initially were little tiny groups that would they'd have a first queue or third queue or something who's leading class. And, like, they have a lot of limitations. So when you go to seminars, it's cool because – those high-ranking teachers can tell you stuff that your regular teacher can't. Yeah. So that's awesome. And all the people are kind of working towards that. 
But then what happened is now, and this is, you know, like now Aikido is like full of high-ranking people. There are a ton of high-ranking people, you know, like the ratio is your next crazy. door neighbor is probably a fifth Don in no, Aikido, it you was, know, like, like watching the videos, I found that to be really interesting as you scan around the room and the number of Hakamas to, I mean, it's crazy. Right. And to me, it's like, what, what do you, as a black belt, what are you getting out of that seminar? Right. And I think, you know, there are some people who are, and this is kind of like what I meant by in Japan, it's in Japan. Like, I think in Japan, a lot of people practice just to practice. Yeah, the sure. practice is the sure. thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it, you know. But in the West, we don't have that idea. We have like, well, I'm always trying to get better. Like, I'm always yeah, kind of going to develop, you know. Right. And so if you're, if you're the kind of person who's always going to develop, then eventually you go, well, why would I keep coming here? And unfortunately, it's, it's, creating its own problem it's kind of becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing because the more there are old people who know a lot about aikido who can't physically move as much the more they want to sit and talk about theory right and then the more young people come in and they just have old people talking about theory and right. they're and like they're just like i just want to move I, yeah i just want to move man right you know like yes yes because <laughs> like as a 25 year old myself, it, yes. i mean but it's true it's like I've just had the experience in, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but that, that uh, women's barbershop course that I joined a while back, like it was, it was fun and everyone there was super nice, but the average age was like 65 and like there was, I was the youngest person there by far and there was one other, you know, 20 something and then like a 40 something was the next up, you know? And like, it was, it was a fun experience, but after a while it was just like, I don't like, this isn't really, um pushing me and it's not really what I'm interested in because there was a whole aesthetic to it that I was not into the aesthetic at all um <laughs> glitzy glamorous oh you would have been in 1972 oh when, my God. when those, those girls were all your age yeah and so like I just it was not you know and so I think I, I would imagine that's what a lot of Aikido people are doing and that's why you see like the young people that are around are all probably people that got into it as kids or got into it in college and that's you know someone's or someone's children you know right. a teacher's children like right. that's all the young people that are coming to Aikido and otherwise I think, it's old people I think kind of the deal with Aikido is you know you can kind of keep people interested pre-black belt level for a few reasons because like one learning to roll and fall is hard and so that's an awesome challenge and like go for a long time exactly right yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, and so like a lot of people are like wow I want to learn to fall safely like that is awesome you know like um and so like that keeps people interested and then there's a lot of refinement of little angles and mm -hmm. details so it's like oh that how come I can't figure that out you know so that keeps people interested for a learning, while learning how to do a good Nikkyo is very exactly uh, well and yeah, there are rewarding there are yeah. a a crap ton of techniques also right yeah. i mean so you can and especially if you as you begin to start doing like um, geowaza let's say uh, a little more flowing you know there's a bazillion ways that you can open up and and get into techniques and that's that's cool that's a really awesome thing to do um it's different than do like aikido in my mind right you know right um, actually doing the practice right. live yeah and so, and it's, uh, I mean, how often do you see, if ever, someone doing uh, live Aikido? Yeah, you can, you can watch our YouTube channel. Well. <laughs> no, but, you know, and that's part I of mean, the problem is, like, once people get around the black belt level, you know, so, like, third queue at our school, it's like people are starting to get a handle of techniques. And so, like, from there to black belt, if you don't have a live practice, what are you doing? Well, what's right. the interesting thing to practice, you know? And, like, 
So it's it's a neat buildup, long buildup. But then but then what what do you do? And so people just drop off, you know. It's a shame. Or they just hang out, hang around for a long, long, long time. Um, and again, like this is what Chris is saying. Like, if that's what you're into, then that's totally awesome. Um, and I'm sure that you know every time, like you were saying, you can go to a seminar. There's going to be someone that does something differently than you do. So there's a new way to think about your own um, your own practice and all that stuff if you're into it. But if you look at it like this, and I remember when I was dealing with this kind of stuff, is it like, so what's, what does it mean to go to a seminar? Well, it means you got to plop down some money. It means you got to set aside some time. you got to do some travel to a place. you got to go deal with the weird feelings of meeting new people and stuff. Um, then you got to hang out there for that day, and then you got to drive yourself back home. So you're okay, well, that's a bunch of work, but what am I going to get out of it? Now, in the beginning, it's like, oh, cool, I'm going to get some new ideas and some new refinements and, and stuff. And meet some people that right. I don't know. Right, yeah. but yeah. after three or four years and you basically know what a seminar is going to be, what's the motivation to go to that seminar, right? And so so it all becomes like, you know, like uh, risk versus rewards wrong. It's not a real risk, but it's like, you know, attrition yeah. versus yeah. reward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, yeah. What do you call right. that? Uh, RIO. Uh, return on investment. Yeah, return on investment. Right, go. exactly yeah. right. And so, so like, OI. to me, it starts with the seminars. Like, I remember, you know, I don't know, maybe five years into Aikido, four years into Aikido being like, I don't really want to go to seminars anymore. Like, I just, it's just not very interesting to me. And I remember talking to other people in the dojo who really felt the same way. You see people my age, you know, and so I'm like, I don't know, 24, 23, something like that. And, uh, and I remember, uh, like talking to other people my age and, and them being like, yeah, I don't want to go either. Like they're, they're kind of crappy. And then if that's all you get in your regular training, it also becomes the same way. So, I mean, it's a smaller, um, uh, return on investment when it's like, well, I just got to get up on time and go to the dojo, right. right? But when it's like, well, but what am I going to do? Just the same thing. And, you know, if you're the kind of person who really loves just practicing, which is fair, you yeah. know, then cool. But but if not, what else are you going to get? You know, and, and what does practice mean for you? Because if you've basically got the techniques dialed in and it's like, well, if I do Nikyo a thousand times today, my Nikyo is not going to change much, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Whereas, you know, when you're brand new, if you did Nikyo a thousand times, your Nikyo would evolve a lot right. in that time, you yeah. know? Um, so it's when you're that you're like, I'm just gonna go to class to do Nikyo a thousand times. Like, well, I don't I don't want to do it. You right. know, like, and I would much rather just spend an hour doing doing, let's say, open mat, which is like, I don't know. I get together with some other people who are also interested in Nikyo, and we just try some stuff out. Right. You know, right. that sounds really exciting right. to me. Right. So and then to me the same way that was like a lot of times. When, like me and Chris, uh, you know, we're sorry, there would be times when maybe class wouldn't happen because people wouldn't show up and it would just be me and him. And I feel like there was a lot of great stuff that came through because we would just be like, okay, well, what do you want to do here? Uh, Okay, I'm going to, I have the knife, I'll come at you, let's see what happens. And we would just do some stuff and we would be able to experience the techniques in in an actual application form. And I feel like that's that's where you get everything. Right, that's how right. I know like that um, Nikio is a masterful and Koda guy's masterful disarm technique. Right. Are you? Would I ever have figured that out through a form? I mean, I guess maybe they tell they would tell you that they you know, but you're not going to be able to you're do not it. Have that experience. You're yourself, never going to yeah. be able to do it unless you did. And I, and I'm saying this as someone who did it for a, a bunch of years before it became smooth and nice and right. the way that that you would want it to be but that's only by doing those things and that didn't happen at a seminar and that didn't net i mean for us it happened in class 
more than most places um, because we would have classes that were specifically tied into these sort of things. But And, and that's how I think a lot of times Aikido kind of continues on because like uh, a lot of new teachers, it's exciting to learn to teach stuff, right. you know, and so that keeps the, the excitement going yeah, again yeah. for a little while longer. Um, but at a certain point, you just start to cap out unless you have a live practice. And so, you know, to me, my whole practice up to, you know, last several years has been about how do how do we live practice? And then now that I know how we live practice and I can prescribe how to live practice, then it's like, well, that's just what we should be doing is live practice as much as possible. Like we should get people the basic set of skills they need as early as possible so we can get them doing live training. And then it's fun. And then it, that just is the fun thing. It's like playing baseball. Right. A baseball game is fun because we don't know what's going to happen, right? right? Like yeah. it's, it's crazy and exciting. Shomenuchi Ikkyo, I know just what's going to happen. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I feel like for me, like, if I was in a dojo where we weren't doing live practice, at this point in the game, I would be getting kind of bored. Yeah. Unless I was starting, like, teaching is the only other thing that would probably, is exciting. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, so for me right now, it's those two things, is teaching and, like, getting to do live training. And, and so I can only imagine if I didn't have that, that it would just be teaching. And then once teaching got normal for me, then I don't know like what what would keep me around you know i mean honestly i think i would feel comfortable enough to move to another martial art or something right. i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think we should all chase our bliss sure you know? absolutely absolutely um, but if you're talking to aikido people in the aikido community it's like well this is a problem we need right. to fix well and also yes. well, it's yes. also like you're just you're missing out because we're not done you know we're not done with aikido the 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 growth of it there, oh, yeah. there oh, there's so, so much, much to be explored and discovered like we're not even we're not even close and so it's like uh and we know this because i asked the question and none of us could answer it like show some live where do you see this this kind of stuff happening and and you don't and so it's like just by saying that like we are ignoring and or just kind of brushing aside all of this great stuff that could really open up the art in a way that we we probably can't even fathom right now. Right. And that that's absolutely true. But the, unfortunately, we're just so obsessed with baby steps that it's like, get your black belt? Well, work on baby steps right. more. And that's just all we do, you know? I think it's a big part is that, that technique collector thing, which is like... I'm the technique collector. Yeah. Well, like when, when we learn it from our teachers, then that's what we grow into, you know, is like that we're collect like. I feel like a lot of teachers, that's mostly what they focus on is that we're teaching techniques and how you're going to learn Nikyo. Now you're going to learn, you know, Sankyo. Now you're going to learn Yankyo. Like you're just te- like collecting new techniques yeah. all the time. And if that's all kind of what you're geared towards is like, oh, okay, let's let's get the next new technique and then let's work on this weird version of Shionage or something, then like that is the way that your mind has been set that's the relationship that you have towards this martial art and so then by the time you you've collected them all essentially you're still looking to collect because that's all you've ever done and so then as you become you know past black belt you know you're still like like what chris is saying you're just doing baby steps now you're going oh here's some weird little version that i did where you turn this into that and it's like okay you're still just collecting techniques there's got to be well and even right and and even at the end of that if you are a technique collector at some point you have to be able to go like okay now can i put all of those those techniques together you know how do they how do they fit can i can i at will uh get into whatever technique it is that I want to do, right? And that's a whole 
podcast episode in itself, whether or not that's possible. But let's say that's your 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 vision of it. Um, how are you gonna do that? Like, how do you do that? How do you figure out? How do you train that? Like, you're not training it through forms. You know, you might be training it in Jiawaza, possibly. You might be tra- training it in Kaishiwaza if you do it as anything more like. In, in any kind of extended way, which I don't think many people do. Um, yeah, it's just like I think it's a self-perpetuating issue, you know, and, and it requires it requires the people at the top, which there are a lot of people at the top right now, the top of Aikido, like it, it requires them all admitting that they've got somewhere else that they need to, something that they need to work on, somewhere yes. else that they need to travel. And like you see people identifying that problem because I've heard people on you know, various other podcasts and uh, interviews and various things where they go like, yeah, maybe our teaching, like we need to switch gears or, you know, we need to coach the coaches or teach the teachers. Like, yes. Yeah. But, but like if you're but teaching, what the, are you going right, to teach them? Right. right. If you're, if you're teaching the teacher is just another, like, okay, now here's how you do Kodagai Shafa Jab. You're just collecting another technique. Right. Like you haven't actually changed the game in any way other than here's some more techniques to learn, which is, the same old, same old. You know, it's not actually different. Right. It's, you know, it's got to be something else. So I like to I like to talk about the world a lot of times in um, three kinds of people: thinkers, doers, experiencers. And and I realized this one kind of person existed because I started hanging out with these weird forest people for a while. Like hung out with these. They were, they were all like rock climbers, and they worked in the national forests. And there was a big group I hung out with, and they were pretty fun. But I realized that those people like to just stare at shit. Like, and it was shocking to me because I'd never, I, I, I'm not a very experiencery kind of person like this. And so they would just like stare at, you know, something pretty and they'd be really content. And I would be like, well, are we like, at go? A rock, like at a rock, yeah, or thing? whatever. Yeah. Rock yeah. and, you know, and weeds yeah, or whatever. They yeah. Do. They don't oh, care. It's man. beautiful. Right. And so I remember like thinking, I was like, what is, what's wrong with these people? And I was like, well, there's nothing wrong with them. In fact, they're having a better time than I am a lot of times, you know, when we go <laughs> places. Um, but I realized that they were like just their whole thing was about experiencing. You know, that's all they want to do is experience. And mostly I had hung around with what I would call thinkers, like people who are like academics and they want to sit and like pontificate upon how everything works. Right. And you know, like that I totally can get, we can have a conversation yeah, about how things work, how right? Yeah. I've got a theory. Yeah. Right. Or the other the other group <laughs> is a doer and a doer just wants to do some shit. They don't, they don't right. care about how, to, how it looks. Achieve a goal. Exactly yeah. right. Let's get it done. And so, you know, to me, when I, when I hung out with those experiences, like, oh, okay, here's the three kinds of people in the world. And, you know, no one's truly all one, you yeah, know, there's mixes right. of them for sure. But, but like, you know, these are the kind of people. Well, so for experiencers, the way Aikido is right now is fine. Because you go to class yeah, you ex- and you, right. you train with your teacher and he tells you some things and you just, you know, it doesn't even matter what the teacher's fucking telling you, which right. is why there can be so many horrible Aikido teachers right now. It doesn't matter what they're <laughs> telling you because they, you just, the, the experiencers just want to go, oh, that's cool. Right, they're yeah, they're right. telling us trippy and you shit get some about cool the universe shit or whatever. Every, uh, you, you get stuff out of that every time. Right, because yeah. it's an experience. Right. That's yeah, all that's you exactly want to do. Right. Put yeah. on your gi yeah. and, and fly around through the air a little bit, and yeah. it's great. Yeah. And and that's cool, and I'm not taking anything away from it, because like I said before, those people a lot of times are having more fun than yeah. I'm having, yeah. really. So I'm yeah. a little envious. But, but, but for thinkers, 
that it can go on a little longer because they're like, how does this Aikido yeah, shit yeah, work? Yeah. You know, and so they they really are listening to what the teacher says, and those guys usually pretty quickly figure out the crappy teachers, and they start listening to the better people, and they're like, okay, well these are some good points, and then they start like trying to put things together, and, and thinkers can go a little longer, you know, but uh, yeah. not not nearly as long as an, an experiencer, but they can go a little yeah. longer, and then you get doers, and I think doers by the first couple of years are like, well I'm a fucking black belt, fuck this, right. like well, <laughs> right. well, I, I gotta do <laughs> right. some more now stuff. Let me I've, do it. Yeah. I've right. achieved the goal. Now right. what? And there's nothing else for you in Aikido, you know? So, like, yeah. aside from Tamiki Aikido, um, Shotokan Aikido, um, there's no, no competitions, no anything else to keep a doer going. And so, we're losing two-thirds right. of the Aikido community yeah. kind of after Black Belt. Right. So, the doers kind of jump ship. They're like, I'm going to go do wrestling. I'm right. going to go uh, compete. Right. And the thinkers are kind of like, something doesn't click. Yeah. I'm going to pontificate for another two and a half years, right. and then we'll see. And <laughs> You know, then, then maybe they're ready to quit. But, you know, they'll go for a while. But the experiencers, they're in it forever. And so I think a lot of times because of this disconnect, there are so many people in the Aikido community who are experiencers. And so, like, they're like, what is – what's the problem? I don't see right. the problem that you guys – and all the doers and thinkers are like, well, there's a lot of problems with right. this thing, Hello. you know? Right. Well, so uh, I was watching uh, the seminar uh, video, and um, the they were uh, – the instructor was showing Sawari Waza – Realtidoi Kokiho. Um, and I'm watching it and I'm I'm like I again, like it just seemed a little silly to me. Like flipping it around a little, it's like I can definitely I understand that there is something awesome that he is uh, showing these people and I I can see that there's something awesome happening because there's an there is an interaction that's happening between the two people physically and uh energetically and and there's a lot of exploration that can be done inside that so like there is something cool there but <laughs> i just feel it, like you get there's there they ha, there needs to be more for me if you're the kind of person you know? who could stare at a rock and go man i really right. appreciate that then, then that's cool right. and, and like i said it go, sounds like i'm demeaning it but i'm not i'm right. just I'm, I'm jealous because i can't like I, I get bored of looking at the rock you know and i get bored of the same exchange over and over i can only see shomenuchi ikyo so many freaking times you know and so it's like a, what's awesome about a live practice is it works for thinkers and doers both because right. thinkers are always seeing some new moment some unscripted moment they're like how did that yeah. work i just got what, hit what in the head yeah. what right. the heck figure yeah. that out that you happens know? to me all the time like right and then doers are like well doers once you have a, a live practice it's done because right. that do is something forever. to do that is the thing yeah. you just right. do that that's great every time it's like well how did i do could i do right. better next yep. time yep. Like, maybe i'll beat him this time maybe he'll beat me what the hell right right and so so and you also get experiencers in that because the experience of course of course it's hard to shake a good experience i mean you know experience is that awesome is to have right. lots of experience right. yeah, it's like awesome i feel like uh um, how the national parks stay open i know yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i feel like another thing is a lot of times there's this disconnect we have with people not wanting to do the dirty work to do the dirty work i guess so it's like you get to a certain level and it's like now we have to put it into practice but that's Difficult, and especially with Ike and and understanding what we're doing, like it's not a black and white thing to figure out. It's really hard to do, and it's 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 hard to train, and it's hard to see if you're good or bad or or not, right? Um, and I think a lot of people are, are put off by having to do, and also it can be uh, physically taxing. 
Um, it could be mentally taxing. And I think that that kind of shakes people a little bit, and they don't want to. They don't want to do it, you know. They so they would. Re- it's easier to just study the forms, get the, you know. Yeah, I was talking to someone on Reddit uh, yesterday or the other day, and uh, someone was saying one problem that I have with your guys' approach is that like I'm not seeing a lot of like I'm not seeing a lot of remi. I'm not seeing a lot of like you know. Uh, techniques executed essentially that I can recognize and like it's funny to me because I I had a real difficulty responding because it's like there's a lot of different things going on there looking at our life training going why doesn't it look like what I'm used to seeing why does it look like a demonstration right right doesn't look yeah right exactly um and there's a lot going on with that but one of the things that was coming up for me is it's just like I mean to be totally honest like like if we're the only people like doing that then like we're a tiny pool of people and like it, it you know when it needs time to grow essentially right. and i think that like i don't know maybe i'm biased but like there's something to be trained in at least the way that we're training live training and but we need more people to do it so right. that we can see how it all plays out and right. like get people to that get really good at it and like have you know stellar examples to look at right. and like no one i mean josh and i are certainly not stellar examples well, we're better right. examples than regular people off the street but and, like and we're There's also a long way to go. very compar- similar comparable skill levels. So we and and we both know what's happening. And we so as we're go, it, it's like watching two top level boxers versus two guys that you know a person who is really good and someone who's not so good. Um, the if two good people, it could not look like anything. Because no one's able to get stuff because the other guy's good enough to block. So a lot of times it's it's like yeah, there's no the technique's not there, but that's because the technique is not available. Right, that's right. Exactly. It's comparable, um, and it's so. because the skill sets are comparable. Now, if you had someone who was super awesome, but here's the problem: that person doesn't exist, doesn't exist because right. no one's doing it, and it, we haven't. Tra- I mean, it's funny. The other day, I pulled up some videos from Maya, and I pulled up a video of six-year-olds doing judo, mm-hmm. uh, two six-year-olds doing judo. Um, and then I pulled up a video of uh, the 170 kilogram or no 170 pound uh, Olympic uh, finals, mm-hmm. um, and I said, "Look at how similar these two videos look, right?" And it's amazing that when you see two comparable six-year-olds do judo against each other, looks not that different then, than two elite guys uh-huh. doing judo together. And I know if you're a judo guy listening to this, you're going, oh my God, come right, on right. now. But that's because you have a trained eye to see all the little tiny details. To the average person, it, just, it looks look like the basically right, the same right, thing. And it's because grossly they are. Right. Now They're generally trying to find the same openings. Right. And they are uh, you know, both trying to get each other's balance. And right, they're, right, they're moving right. in the sim- – they're taking the same strategies because it's the judo strategy. Right. And now would it look like that if the Olympic guy – did judo with the six-year-old well hell no i mean you know he would fling him all over like you know even take like a guy who's like you know a decent local competitor in black belt judo and put him in olympic against olympic guy the olympic guy will make him look like a fool because there is a skill disparity that's huge but when you're up against someone of your same skill level you have a lot of the same struggles because you know what the other guy's gonna do basically and so it makes it look much more struggled and much more amateurish if you will and so so basically 
what what Josh is pointing out is that like you know if two people are at the same level, well, you don't see that much neat stuff, you know. And even when you look, you know, if you look at a judo, like you know, if you if you said, oh, well, you know, sometimes judo stuff happens, like yeah, they're highlight reels mm-hmm. of like you know. In one in every thirty tournaments, right. this awesome thing they happens, have. you know, and and, and we collect time. all those right. and we put them in a video, and people go, "Wow, look at how judo looks!" Like, well, that one moment it did, but most of the tournaments could be these guys kind of struggling because they both know what right. the other guy's doing, right, right, and, and that's think, nothing against judo. You and, take any martial art, and the other at, and the other thing is, um, if you are looking for uh, forms as opposed to technique, you're not going to see it. So I guarantee, if you watch any of the live training that we do. There are going to be techniques popping up out the yin yang, and depending on the type of yeah, I can use that right. I love it. Yeah, uh, and depending on the type of, of drill it is, there will be more or less. But you'll see if if it's a weapons drill, you will see ikkyo, you will see nikkyo, you will see you know. Yep. Um, like popping off everywhere. Now it's not going to look like the form where you go down and bring it into a pin or whatever, but it's still there. Josh and I were Shania sparring today, and he got a perfect Nikyo on me. It brought me to my knees. It was perfect. But, I mean, it wasn't – he just wrapped my arm, and it was my – I was perfectly stuck in that Nikyo position, and my Shania, I couldn't hold on to it. It was great. It was perfect. Why didn't we get it on video? I know. I that's know. what I see. It's so sad. And then we put that one thing together with seven other instances, and it's going to look great. But we sparred for, you know, an hour, and that was like – this Three is seconds, this so. is an aside because I've done it both ways to see what happens. But uh, I have put together highlight reels basically of us doing live practice years ago, where it's like us just pulling off technique after yeah, technique yeah. after technique, and people watch it and they go, "Looks fake, no right, way, right, right, bullshit." Right, right, right. That okay. Didn't then I put together videos of us just training, just training, and go, "Why don't I see any techniques? Right, you right. guys fucking suck at Aikido, right. no techniques." And so it's like, well, it, the practice just is what it is, right. you know, like right. And and to an untrained eye, which I would argue that. Pretty much all of us are untrained eyes right now in terms of what the Aikido, Aikido stuff, live right. training that really looks right. like. Should, yeah, what, like we we all cannot say right now, and especially if you're you haven't done it, then how can you really say what the fuck it's gonna look like? Because your teacher's teacher said, right, 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 you know. Right. Well, and especially because if what you're looking at and what most people are looking at and what most people have seen are demonstrations and forms. So we don't even know what live training looks like. So if you're going to look at this and be like, oh, your live training looks no good. Well, you do some live training. Tell me tell me how that works out for and you. And then, you know, and you film and, and let's see it and then we can talk about it, you know? Yeah. And then we're on even ground. That's totally awesome. Like I was telling um, Josh this earlier today and then also Chris. Um, it would be so but nice. But not at the same time. Not at the same time. <laughs> separately. Um, Come here. <laughs> don't tell chris they, we were both in the same room but Wait, is it this was like shit you just told josh a second ago <laughs> i'm spreading rumors no. <laughs> um i was saying that like it would be so lovely to do a, a seminar where we all get together and we just do live training like it was very little of like you know pontificating yeah. and going you know here's how to bulletproof your your you know sankyo and instead go Let's just We're set up some general through. rules. And, right. like, to me, that would be the same fun of a seminar, which is, like, just to meet new people and to train with new people. Other like, martial arts call this a tournament. Yes, I guess that is what they call it. <laughs> um, but, I mean, without – there's no need to, like, score it or any – you know, like, there's no – you know, it's not it's a like competition. It's like a meetup, like an but informal. Just, yeah, yeah, like a meetup. Like, I'd love to, you know, because – 
you know, at least for us, it's it's kind of difficult to to really do like a constant rondori, you know, at our dojo because it's fairly small. Um, so it'd be nice to meet with other people and get to you know do live training with people right. that and I it haven't even trained have with a, before. It wouldn't even have to be like that giant jump, you know. It could be yeah. various intermediate things. That's what I mean. So. Yeah, it doesn't have to be all like crazy rondori. It can just be like various versions of live training, a little bit slow, a little bit fast, you know, whatever. But, I just wonder if there's anyone that would, you know, people would, I feel like people will say that they will, are into that and will want to do that, but the time comes to do it, uh, and when they show up at the thing, if that even happens, how many of them are actually, you know. I hope so. we're building the community for this right now, and I mean, I, it's it's very slow progress, but I mean, like with the podcast and the videos and stuff, uh, I think I think we're slowly stitching together a community of people who are interested in doing this kind of stuff. So I hope so. I hope it's coming. Sounds yeah. fun. I'd love to train with some of our listeners. I yeah. mean, oh, I'd that'd be great. Be great. I, that would be so totally awesome. Great. And then we could do some of this stuff and yeah. just, yeah, I really appreciate. Like I like, and and part of it's just how our dojo sort of came about, but. Um, the experimental nature of just like once you have everything figured roughly black belt then you just open it up and you, you know and then and then you're just totally exploring and totally just doing it and you're um, and at that point the the knowledge that you're getting isn't the same as it was before it's not like your teacher giving you something that right. you're then it's like doing it and you and on your own like shifting upward if that makes sense right right instead of it being like oh we're all working towards this certain standard it's right. just that did that work for me or did that that not go so well um and it's really nice and we've done it a lot just in kind of like informally in a lot of ways we do have some class and and or we have classes that i feel like would be uh considered experimental in a lot of schools right you know um, but I think that's, that's how you get, that's how you get good. Or at least that's how you figure out that you're not good. Right. That's absolutely true. <laughs> that so. is true. All right. We are at 45 minutes, folks. All right. Um, let's. Speaking uh, of. Yes. Yeah, go ahead our, and thank our patrons. Um, we really appreciate our patrons because they make it possible for us to continue to do this podcast. Um, so we, um, really appreciate you. And, um, if you have any questions or want to uh let us know what you're thinking uh you can reach out to us and i'm like what about what you think what you think what you think yeah just you can reach out to us at uh, uh on facebook at aikido at fresno or aikido discussed um or on patreon, on patreon um yeah. which is linked in i think in our uh podcast description or whatever um so yeah and then go ahead and drop us a like and uh subscribe and um Tell share your with friends. all your friends and all that good stuff let's see if we can get some more listeners yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so thank you so much to nick bullman brad v spider-man in san jose the hatchet man brooke ferragamo ben bear wrestler aldrich tommy siv francis cordon scott burns dave dewberry sentient center barrett lippy sam sullian michael heed okan Ayrton, marchin chis randy stewart thomas polino Flor Hanowick, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Franz Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Acido, Matt Mumford, Jim Gallant, Matt Riley, Jim Sullivan, Grant Templin, and Lenny Acuna. 
So, you know, it's funny listening to that list. Like um, a, a fair amount of those, um, like over half for sure, I can put a face to, oh, to uh-huh, our listeners, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, because like them. either they, yeah, they've been on a Zoom map right. with us or, or or I know them from videos but, or yeah, something, you know? Um, but there's some of them that like I just, I just know no idea who that yeah, person just is. the name. Know? Yeah. It's like, wow, that's nice. But I still it, feel like I sort of know them. Cause yeah, I hear the their name, name over and yeah, over. Yeah, over yeah. and over. <laughs> the crazy is, uh, and I can't remember exactly who it was, but someone wanted to add me on Facebook. And so I get the thing, and it's like, blah, 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 wants to add you. And I'm like, who is this person? And it's like, I know the name, but I couldn't figure out where I knew the name from. Mm-hmm. And it took me for, and then I figured it out. I was like, oh, okay, yes. But it was. It took me a while to figure out, like, what is, why does this random... <laughs> Like martial art person and want to know. That's what happens when you start, you know, uh, shaking hands and kissing babies. Kissing babies. Yeah. Or catching Corona. That's how you catch Corona. <laughs> Kiss a that. baby, catch Corona. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Kiss a baby, catch Corona. Now, that would be awesome on like bus, like a, a campaign, like an ad campaign. Oh, I like that. Kiss a baby, catch Corona. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Super spreaders, you know, those yeah, babies. Yeah, man, little yeah. babies. Super spreaders. They, oh, they probably are. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's go with a tip. Tip of the week. Tip of the week. Of if you are, I mean, this is, I guess, dependent on if you're open right now or not, or if you're going to the dojo currently. Um, we are just training outside, so kind of. Um, but uh, please do some live training. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's like, I, that's tip, you know, we've done that tip over and over, but like, I feel like that's the only way that we're going to um, see where Aikido goes next. You know, yeah. that is the future. If, if you're a black belt, you owe it to yourself to, you have, to start yes. finding a way to do If you haven't, training. like, man, yeah. And start creating a space. I don't know if this, if you're someone who's able to hold a seminar or if you um, can bend the ear of someone who does, like. Contact know. us at 559. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I mean, saying, like, have a seminar where it's not just how to do your ikkyo for the 15 millionth time. Like, try and create. We need to create spaces for each other to to meet and live train and, um, you know, try to right. do this differently. And I would even say, you know, I would appreciate, like, a seminar, uh, it, 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 even if the seminar is, like, um, unbalancing, let's say. And it's just a whole seminar about, like, how you might want to unbalance someone in Aikido. And you just look at that, those things in depth. That, to me, would at least, that would be something that, that, I could get my hands around, you know, that I could be like, okay, I'm going to, that this is an in-depth thing that we're going to do. As long as it re- it had um, actual practice in there where you could Well, and I would, I would assume that, you know, but anyway. yeah, I don't assume. Yeah. Never well, assume. That is correct. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, I think that's a good also, one. Also, yeah. if you look at our YouTube channel, there are tons of examples of how to start adding live practice to your your training um and i built the drills up from very simple things that aren't real dangerous or scary um all the way up to how we do rondori so i mean if you need help being pointed in the right direction check out our youtube channel there's a ton of material there right now or just throw a question because you know if you have a question about specifics how to start like chris would be more than happy to or any of us you know we we want to see this happen yes it's the thing this isn't like we're not this is open source stuff that we're talking about. We're not trying to keep anything. We're not trying to sell anything. We don't, you know, do it. And then invite us over and we'll have a fun time, you know. 
Right. right. I mean, that's the, I think that's the truth of the matter is like if you think, oh, I don't know, I might do it wrong or I don't know about how to do it or like just just jump in there and try it because that's like I feel like that's the mood that we all have to be in in order to move this thing right. forward is just I'm just going to try it and see how it goes. You know, right. there's no wrong right now. Correct. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Uh, we'll, uh, we will uh, talk at you next week. Talk at you. Next week. <laughs>